trapped a bunch of aging role-playing gamers in their homes, forcing them to crawl out of their pen and paper comfort zone and into the online world of virtual tabletops and video calls. To join them as they raise the curtain to share their stories, insights, and love all things geek. To grab your long sword and your plus one bottle of Viagra and get ready for another episode of Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers Podcast. That's a lot of syllables for one sentence. Hello and welcome to the Advanced Age Roleplaying Gamers Podcast. My name is Nathan uh, and... And I'm Matt. <laughs> and we are co-hosts uh, today for another installment of Between the GMs. Uh, today we're talking with uh, Sean Robertson uh, from Pinnacle Entertainment Group uh, about uh, the Rifts, Atlantis, and Demon Seas Kickstarter. So uh, Nathan and I and a lot of the folks in our uh, the cast in our podcast... We've played a lot of uh, Palladium games, especially back in college, and we've covered Supers, uh, Fantasy, Robotech, Beyond Supernatural, Recon, uh, uh, Nightbane, and of course, Rifts. Uh, we've also played um, a lot of Savage Worlds. Uh, we've sort of done it in sort of the Indiana Jones setting, uh, which is really good. And, oh, that's awesome. Uh, we have, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it was, it was really good for that sort of high action, you know, uh, big risk-taking sort of gameplay. And we had a really good game a couple of years ago. A friend of ours ran uh, doing kind of like a mech warrior. So it was all mechs done in, in savage rules. And so uh, we, we were very excited. And we've also played um, the uh, first iteration of the Savage Worlds Rifts uh, 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 changeover. So we were really excited when we saw that the Atlantis was coming out. Because I know for me, uh, that's a really, I've got, I'm sorry, I was just staring at the book. I've got it on the shelf. This <laughs> is a, a really, I know, I, I brought it out and started reading it since uh, I heard about this. So um, it's a really great uh, setting. So we're really excited to hear about the Kickstarter. Thanks. Thanks. I'm really appreciate you guys reaching out to us online and saying like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Because I, I love, I love talking with, with, you know, the true hardcore fans that, that, you know, and they, you guys, you know, you obviously realize that these games are deep enough that you want to have a conversation about it. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so, you know, Sean, as a, as a, a self-proclaimed gamer, um, you're leading us this, this uh, update. So quick question. Um, last time we played, riffs uh with savage worlds it was using the 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 deluxe edition not the new right. uh, adventure set so uh can you tell us a bit about that changeover um from deluxe to suede or whatever you want to call it yeah absolutely absolutely and um I'm gonna put I'll throw in just a little bit of my background so that everybody who's listening kind of knows who I am and how I got involved right as long as as well it's part of this whole transition um so I, I used to be in, uh, you know, I, I've done a bunch of different jobs, but I used to be in the United States Air Force as a, as a Chinese analyst. And after I got out, I decided to go back to school. So as I was going to um, the University of Texas in Dallas for design and production um, of games, I, 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 was, I ran into the Pinnacle folks at, at some conventions and uh, mm-hmm. Shane and, you know, Clint and Jody and, and all the ETU guys and a whole bunch of other great people. Um, really welcomed me and, and, and invited me to come to more conventions that they were going to. Um, and so in the end, I, I, uh, you know, long story short, they ended up asking me to write, uh, what was at the time going to be the coalition book. 
And we thought it was going to be Savage Worlds Deluxe, right? But they were working on three new 192-page, um, so basically 200-page um, books to base, to expand out North America. So one in, one ended up being called um, Arcana and Mysticism, deals with the Federation of Magic. A lot of that great stuff, the Psyscape, you know, your really high fantasy kind of part of, of the Rifts equation. Um, then there was Blood and Banes, which dealt with the Zytikic in, uh, invasion, the, the, the monstrous uh, bug-like invaders, uh, the uh, vampire kingdoms, and a bunch of other of the of the uh, necromancers and a bunch of the darker stuff for um, you know rifts in North America. And then the book I was working on ended up being changed from the Coalition book to Empires of Humanity. So um, you know, guys that maybe haven't heard about you know what's been going on since the the, the rifts for Savage Worlds uh, for Savage Worlds Deluxe. You know, we've also got a book here where you've got all, you know, a lot of info about Northern Gun, the new uh, Coalition War Campaign material, um, the Shimmerian Nation and Archie and a lot of things like that, as well as the Republicans. But uh, but yeah, so we had those three books that were in production and I was heading up one. There was a couple of other writers heading up the other ones, uh, Sean and Robin Bircher. And um, then we, you know, Shane was working on this new edition of of. of of Savage Worlds, the adventure edition. And I think he made the right choice. The decision was made to, instead of bringing these books out right at the end of the Savage Worlds Deluxe life cycle, um, he wanted to bring it, bring Rifts for Savage Worlds up to the adventure edition. So just to guarantee the longevity of what he was about to publish. Yeah. It's a really tough decision for him because he's not, some publishers do this, but Jane is definitely not one of these people that wants to just put out a new edition to get people to pay him more money for something. And so he was really nervous about, um, you know, at that point, Rifts or Savage Worlds had come out in deluxe and it had only been out uh, three or four years by the time we, I think we got to the final Kickstarter and stuff. So he put out a really good deal, really good deal on the three new almost 200 page books, we did a revised edition of the original three books. Instead of just doing like, here's a cheat sheet, we realized when I got to like 60 pages in Microsoft Word, just line by line, this needs a change. We need to update this, put the notes out there for people. And then we went through an, uh, an intense play test and feedback period, um, which was awesome. Uh, we have the best fans. And uh, so the adventure edition of Rifts for Savage Worlds, um, sometimes called second edition or revised, it has these three new world books for North America. It's got the original Tomorrow Legion Player's Guide, uh, which has the most changes. The Game Master's Guide, uh, where I did go in and add sections about, you know, high octane horror is what I called it. Because, you know, people were, how do I do the horror with riffs with these really high power level characters? Another big thing I introduced into that book is... Um, in the Game Master's Guide is an entire table for campaign power levels. So if you want to go from a more low-powered campaign or push it up to, you know, Avengers or, you know, Cosmic Knights type <laughs> level campaigns, you can. Um, and we give you those explicit, uh, um, you know, guidelines for how we think that that would be best, you know, done for your group. Um, obviously, Game Masters can do whatever they want. Um, and I also put in... Um, a, a town generator so it's really you, you roll like one of all the savage world's dice right and pull a pull a card from from the action deck from your poker deck and it generates a town with all different kinds of crazy stuff going on in it but um besides those updates and those fun added things um we also have what's called the tomorrow legion field manual and so that has some new material that i wrote up some more edges an extra race the vernulians if anyone remembers those guys they're lizard octopi type aliens 
um, as well as took a lot of the adventure material from the deluxe edition and brought it all up to the suede, you know, the is what we call it, the adventure edition of uh, Savage Worlds. So that's kind of the 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 uh, the overview, I guess, um, during that period, during that playtest and feedback period going into that, Shane um, made the decision to have me take over uh, working as the line manager. And now I'm the line editor um, for for Rifts for Savage Worlds. And we have now the next big thing that we've that uh, we've done is we've got this Atlantis Rising uh, Kickstarter is what we called it. The last one, we called it American Armageddon just to encompass all the different three books that were coming in. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to go check out the Atlantis Rising Kickstarter, you can easily get involved um, and get a hold of all the new books. We have a lot of stuff available. You could you know, just order it from the Pinnacle store as well and get it shipped straight to you while you wait for the Atlantis stuff to be fulfilled. But uh, another thing I'll put out there for anyone that has, and I, I keep trying to put this out there, if you have an old deluxe version and you don't necessarily want to go buy a new physical book, you can contact uh, info at, uh, at, at pegging.com, I think it is. But contact Pinnacle, and, and they'll, uh, once you've, you know, I think they, have to, they want to know like what your SKU was and stuff like that, they'll, they'll get you uh, free upgrade copies of the PDFs. So you can see the new books. Yeah. If you have really, books, you can <laughs> yeah. did so, not know that <laughs> very, very, again, very, very pinnacle <laughs> chain yeah. and, and, and yeah. the team, we all, we all really want everyone to be able to enjoy um, risk That's... or savage worlds. And we're not trying again, the, the new edition for adventure edition was trying to make sure we offered the best gameplay possible to support the full uh, savage world system. We're not trying to nickel and dime anybody about those original books. So we really appreciate anyone who's backed the original Kickstarter and please get in contact with us. We'd really like to get you those PDFs and get you rocking and rolling. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you'll buy some new stuff, maybe not, but we really want to make sure that everybody can enjoy the adventure edition of Rifts for Savage Worlds. That's, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I did no not know that. Yeah. 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 So there you go. <laughs> now you're glad you did the podcast. <laughs> I know. Okay. Do a podcast, free, free PDFs. PDF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, right, I, well, I, I just have to jump in. Sorry, Matt. Um, no, right. So you know how people talk about the Steam sale for video games? The Steam that's kind of, sale, right. That's, that's like me with drive through RPG. I just have right. a, a, a thousand more... Uh, RPG PDS and I'll ever ever use. So uh anyway, uh back to you, Matt. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say until we we're gonna edit. So all right, so Nathan, do you still want me to or do you want no, me to I skip mean, down? Well wh- whatever you f- feel like doing, just roll with it, man. I'm just gonna roll with it then. All right. Sorry, so uh I was <laughs> gonna flexible. I was gonna talk to you all about like the the military and stuff and our connections. So I've got some connections with you on this, so I was uh ex military oh, okay. as well. A long time ago, uh, I was in an Army uh, intelligence unit in uh, Maryland uh, for six years. Uh, National Guard. Uh, no, National Guard up there in Laurel. So near near Fort Meade. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, I was oh, out, okay. I got stationed out at Fort Meade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 So okay. We're, we're nearby. And, of course, like, you know, once a week uh, or once a month, two weeks a year. But uh, a lot of the guys who did what you did in our unit worked full time over at the fort. So that's it. So, we were, yeah, I was just down there. That was back, like... Um, Gosh, what eighty nine ninety five? So okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I um I was out there. Let's see, basically two thousand. What? Wait, make sure I don't lie to you guys. Like two thousand ten <laughs> to two thousand twelve. 
Nice. Um, you know, uh, because I've, I've spent a lot of time in training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, well, but you're, come on. I know we're digressing. The school is in a really nice location though, right? A Monterey, California for two years. <laughs> really can't complain. It was. Cry, cry me a river, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I lived in Pacific Grove and would go on walks and there'd be like, you know, uh, these hot rod uh, conventions. They drive through, slowly driving through, through Monterey and Pacific Grove on up to, um, uh, what is that town where Clint Eastwood's the mayor? Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, anyways, remember. you just ride up the road up seven mile drive, right? So, or 17 mile drive. I forget what it is. Anyways, anyways, uh, that's a whole nother thing, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great experience. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. So I'll refocus us back. Uh, so, okay. So what, um, what was it about riffs that, uh, that you guys decided, you know, we've, we've got to try to, you know, we've got to savage this. Right. And and I know, cause you know, Kevin, and, and his franchise has not really been, you know, like this has sort of been his franchise for a very long time. And I, as far as I know, this is really the first and only really big sort of reimagining of of this game world, the sort of setting. Right. And, you know, um, so I was I came in about, you know, I don't know, at this point, more than half, you know, pretty far back, you know, but, uh, you know, at that time, you know, I came in um, as a writer which I was excited they gave me that opportunity, right? Um, that the there was already an original design team that had approached Kevin and gotten his okay, right? And then done a lot of the transition over for the and then you know done the transition over for the deluxe edition. Although with the revised you know version that we did with the updates that we did for the adventure edition, there was a lot of a lot there to to work with and move forward with. Um, but uh, I have talked with all of them about that process, and so you know Kevin, I think Kevin gets. People will think, oh, Kevin doesn't like to work with other people or let them play in his sandbox. And it's not, I don't think that's necessarily as true as people like to think. I do have um, an interview, two and a half hour long interview with him yeah. on my uh, my podcast or my, my video cast or whatever you want to call it on YouTube. It's called The Robertson Rebellion. And the, the most recent I- I episode, the, the one that's two and a half hours long is me and Kevin talking. But he does go into detail in this. So I'm just going to throw that out there for anyone who's really interested in that question. But I think in the end, it's really that he has a very particular uh, vision for riffs. And sometimes w- if people bring other ideas, maybe they don't fit what his vision is for riffs and it's nothing against their ideas. Maybe that's, maybe it's great ideas that could make another great game world or something like that, but it doesn't fit his vision for riffs. I think yeah. the difference is with the, the, with pinnacle coming into it is that the pinnacle team was, uh, you know, dedicated and has all, all the people are, are, are old school fans that were part of that first, um, design team, and they helped me out a lot still. Um, and uh, Clint Black is is awesome, um, and he not only worked on that on riffs for Savage Worlds uh, for the deluxe edition, but he also uh, his name is shared with with Shane as the credits in Savage Worlds Adventure Edition, right? So he really knows Savage Worlds. He's an old school riffs fan, for instance. Um, they all are, and so that was I think the difference for Kevin was that he knew that they would be dedicated to making something that was you know as true to his vision as they could. Um, and then since then, um, I've kind of doubled down, right? Because I'm a really, I'm a crazy riffs fan. Um, the people who get to know me (laughs) start to find out how nuts I am about riffs. Um, and it, for me, it was just formative. I don't know that riffs is crazy or weird to me. Other things are less imaginative, um, because I grew up at, you know, in my teenage formative years reading Atlantis, 
reading, you know, the New West, reading Vampire Kingdoms, right? Um, to me, I, I don't understand how you don't do something that big and that epic. Um, but I think that's kind of the, the secret sauce was just the dedication from both sides of the licensing uh, platform. And then the other thing is that uh, Kevin has also, his, his faith in, in the Pinnacle team has also grown a lot that he's allowed us to do virtual tabletop support. Um, with this new Atlantis Rising Kickstarter, there's two major things that we're, we've got on the Kickstarter. One, we've got the Atlantis and the Demon Seas book that I wrote, but we also, which covers not just Atlantis, but also Lemuria, the New Navy, uh, the, you know, the Lord of the Deep, um, the Horum Pirates, uh, a lot of the, the, real, the real big bad guys that you're going to find at sea um, around in and around Atlantis as well, or out into the Pacific and the oceans. Um, but it also has a big, what we call an army of pawns box. I like to call it a mega pawn set. That's not on the cover of the pawn set. Normally, <laughs> Pinnacle's been doing pawn sets, and then we, they've been met with rave reviews by the fans, which they're two millimeter, uh, you know, thick. I'm not cardboard, but, but you know, uh, thick cardstock that is then laminated. And these, um, if you see, there are other, some other really big companies out there that do pawns similarly. Um, but the difference here is that each one of these is actually has a custom die cut to it. So it actually follows the outline of the art. And we have on most, most of them, where it's appropriate, we have art on the reverse side as well. So you can tell which direction a pawn is facing on your tabletop. Mm. So we're super stoked about that because this pawn set, normally they do eight sheets of pawns for over 100 pawns in a set. This one, we're doing 12 sheets. So we're including all the core stuff from the original three core Rifts or Savage Worlds books and uh, the Atlantis stuff. The, the, that we think needs to be hit and covered in this pawn set. So it's a, it's a pretty cool offering, and we're pretty excited about that, uh, to have worked with Palladium this closely. In fact, we even have a Palladium fan backer level where you can just get the maps and the, pawn, the, 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 ma- the combat maps for your, your tabletop, uh, a poster um, that includes a, a map of Atlantis, and the pawn set for uh, just coming straight out the gate. You don't have to worry about getting the other stuff if that's not your bag. So That's cool. Nice. So I'm, I'm going to jump a little bit because uh, of what you said. So I was uh, going through and looking at the uh, the Kickstarter, which we talked, and I saw the different rewards, and I was looking at the pawn sets. And at the very bottom of the page, I noticed something called DIY um, VTT. Right. And and so I was very intrigued because we, of course, with the pandemic, had to move fully remote. And so VTTs have become our bread and butter for gaming. And so I, I guess I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit. I was intrigued, but that you guys offer a set of tools to help convert. Because uh, there's also that you can get these pawns in a digital format as well. Right, right. And so and I was they, wondering if you... It, it... Yeah, it can be a little confusing. I can get confused in conversations because it's the same art assets, right, that we're taking and turning into tokens for a virtual tabletop. But the considerations of sizing and stuff are completely different. Um, and so it gets I get like really mixed up until I realize, OK, I have to very clearly differentiate which one I'm talking about. The pawns that you put on your tabletop as the size category, as the height and size of a monster or characters grow, so does the pawn, right? But the virtual tabletop tokens, they only grow as the, in Savage Worlds, uh, the scale category increases. So, you know, if you go size four, five, six, seven, but then when you go to eight, that's a new scale category. So then it takes up more, we have it take up more space on your battle map on the virtual tabletop. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little different. It, it's more of a jumpy scaling than it is. Um, but but yes, so these assets, the Do Yourself Virtual Tabletop is out there for anybody that wants to take this stuff and they don't mind getting in the guts a little bit and putting it together um, in their 
whatever their first favorite virtual tabletop is, right? But but all the art and stuff is prepped, very prepped for you. So it should be very easy to do. Uh, the tokens are prepped, right? It's just it's just up to you then to put it into your favorite virtual tabletop. At the same time, um, there's you know multiple virtual tabletops out there. Uh, this isn't my forte. So if I make a mistake while I'm saying this, I think I've got it right. But but just you know, buyer beware, caveat sure. emptor. Like, um, but uh, for the virtual tabletops, so Fantasy Grounds does their own support they already okay. have the 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 um the tomorrow legion players guide in fantasy grounds and mm-hmm. they are working on the future of that right and so we're very happy with that it's a very like hands-off they take care of that themselves um when it comes to other popular ones like roll 20 or foundry um there's other ones that our virtual t- tabletop team is, is is also working on supporting um those pinnacle has its own um in-house virtual tabletop team that works on those and so that just so that everyone knows though they are working on it 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 is in like uh early stages of production for uh risks for savage world support for foundry virtual tabletop and roll 20. um first they've hit deadlands and savage worlds the core rules then deadlands right and um they're also doing a lot of work on the um the uh sorry (laughs) pathfinder for savage worlds um and so one of the things about rifts is rifts is crazy as anyone who's played it in especially in the savage worlds it touches all the rules it it touches the sci-fi campaign it touches fantasy it touches horror it touches superheroes right so one of the things that uh, i told the design you know the head of the design team i said look just take your time i want it done right you know, we the fans want it done right. I know people are going to squawk about, hey, I really want this now. And I do, too. Trust me, because I'm trying to play Rifts every week, right, with a, a virtual tabletop. Um, and it works. It works. And you can do that with, you know, uh, I've played Rifts on Roll20. I've played it on Foundry. I've played other games on um, on, on Fantasy Grounds. They're all great, right? Um, but I can't wait for this module either. But I do want to make sure that, that they take the time to get it done right so that we can have all have the most optimal experience uh, playing Rifts for Savage Worlds on the virtual tabletop of our, our preference. Awesome. Thanks. Yes, good. So, so I have a kind of side personal question. So for people like me who like who've got into 3D printing and, and, and whatnot, I, ha, has uh, Pinnacle thought about licensing out some of the, uh, the products to be made into STLs or 3D files? So one of the things about that is that, you know, these rights are all originate with Palladium. So that would be more of Palladium's decision, yes, right? Yes. And I think that Kevin, he, yeah. you know, um, if you go back to that interview that I talked about with Kevin, I mean, he'd love to see lots of great uh, miniatures out there, but he's focused on, you know, it's Palladium books, right? He's focused on yeah. on primarily producing um, book materials. Um, that's why, and actually, he he they don't have any plans. Um, I have another interview where he's talked about this just like a few days ago. But, you know, they don't have any plans at Palladium Books. Kevin doesn't have any plans to do miniatures or anything like that anytime soon. Um, and so he's very happy, uh, is very happy for Pinnacle to be able to do this. And he's, you know, Kevin is trying to share this with the Palladium fans as well, right? So that they can they can enjoy these assets as well. So uh, that, that I don't know if we're going to look at it doing anything like that or putting out STL files for people. There, are, There is um, a group on Facebook that does do that as kind of like homebrew type stuff where people right. will, will will talk and share files and people do some really great stuff. I mean, I'm like blown away. That's the thing about Rifts fans is 
they're fans. Like it's not like, you know, if you get somebody that's a riffs fan, a lot of times it's like very, very strong. Right. right. <laughs> Even if they're a busy dad who hasn't gotten to play a game in 15 <laughs> years. Right. No, seriously, I meet these guys, but you can tell true fans. Right. Um, and so I would just put out there that, yeah, you can go check it out on um, the uh, you know, on, on Facebook. We have the Riffs for Savage Worlds as the Savage Riffs uh, Facebook group. It's not an mm-hmm. official one. Right. But uh, I'm there all the time. A lot of the fans are there. And uh, if if you get, if you can't find this through the search function, um, the the fans there can definitely point you at the uh, Facebook group where they talk about miniatures, conversions, STL files, all that kind of stuff, just to kind of do it yourself at home to have fun with it. But uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that um, there is a big pent up demand. I'm hoping that these these pawns will help with that. We're mm-hmm. trying. I think for they're sure. going to be pretty revolutionary for a lot of people. Yeah, it helps to visualize if you you know. If you're facing up a, um, a Splugoth, you want you want to see it there on the table. So right. that's a lot. Right. That's well, a you, lot of material to print. <laughs> it, it is. And in fact, we've we've actually a lot of people may or may not realize this. We when we have a lot of art that's great for the books that fits, but we um, actually I had to go through and do a new order of a bunch of art to supplement what we already had, and we're ordering all this back art. Um, for the backs of the characters. So we're going to have um, a coalition squad with three riflemen with like the old school, right? Like the C-12 laser rifles. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a heavy gunner with the the C-20, you know, the, the C-27 plasma cannon. There's a squad leader, right? Um, and then you've got five old old style Skelebots. Um, I think we're going to have some of this. We're still trying to figure out exactly how to fit on the sheets, but we should have three to five dog boys available. Nice. I, I think it's going to be five with a size stalker, probably. Um, but you're going to have a, a size stalker with his dog boy pack. Um, you're going to have, uh, you know, a squad of Zytikic warriors, a squad of uh, wild vampires, you know, just a whole bunch of these things that you know that you're going to need. We have stuff in there so you can use people for militia or mercenaries or commandos that the, the players might be facing down a whole bunch of individual pawns for characters that iconic characters like, you know, your burster or your glitter boy or whatever. Um, so that you could use those for players or for NPCs that they run into, as well as you're going to have a coalition enforcer sky cycles. Um, so power armor, robot vehicles, all the stuff that, that, that I think that you really need. That's really quintessential riffs like the, the Samson power armor, right? Like we're trying to make sure we can get all that in this, this set, um, and we do actually have a lot of fans because you're getting like, say a squad of five, we have quite a few people that have said they're buying two to four sets of the pawns. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was surprised by that. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I, I can't wait to see those kind of battles because I've played some really massive battles on virtual tabletops and at conventions for different games with Savage Worlds, but especially for, um, Rifts for Savage Worlds. And it's awesome. I mean, when you can play a battle with like 40, 50 people, um, on, on the bad guys on one side and, you know, the good guys and their allies and you can blast through it in two hours and it's like this cinematic experience. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Savage Worlds does that in spades, in my opinion. Yeah. I definitely think that, uh, so from when I, when we were playing Savage Worlds, the conversion I think works so well for the Rifts players because Rifts itself is kind of over the top, right? I mean, we're talking about a game system where you could have technically a party that has a colonist and a Cosmo Knight in the same party, right? It's all valid, right? There, you know, so, so I kind of, that, and, right? And, and a lot of these, you put Glitter Boys, right? And some of these like, you know, super, you know, mega juicers, right? These are over the top characters. And I, and I think that the, the Savage conversions really captured that 
and allowed for those like and it's right off the bat you know you know it didn't seem like oh you'll be that cool when you're at 10th level no no you're going to be that cool right out of the box and and you know i, I think that was a good uh I think that's why a lot of people have, have really, at least for us, that's why I really enjoyed it. It felt yeah. that kind of wild, over-the-top gameplay that, that you know you want to have. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matt. I I, I will take that feedback back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, no. But that's at least my that's just, that's my experience. I thought it captured that sort of really sort of like I don't know, very interesting characters, a lot of cool powers. And you said it touches magic, technology. No, psionics, the whole thing's in there. So, all right, so, so, let's see. So what brought you, like, how'd you start into your own personal Rifts journey? Like, what brought you to the game? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so kind of like, you know, what Matt was just talking about. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll share with everybody now. I, you know, I, I encountered role-playing in like middle school. My buddies had the big red box for Dungeons and Dragons. We were literally playing it in gym class when, I don't know if there's storms or something, we didn't have anything to do. And we were just sitting <laughs> in a line and my buddy like it snuck in his D20 and the little pamphlet and we were like sitting there playing. Um, and, every, you know, everybody's dying because they have like two hit points. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, then I got really, I really, really, when I say I got into Battletech, um, I was like 16. I was going to conventions with my buddies and we were like entering Lance mech competitions to kick the crap out of each other and, and, you know, try and defeat other lances in, you know, these, these tournaments. Um, so I got really competitively into that. I really enjoyed Battletech. So you guys mentioned that earlier. I love Battletech. I love some, some mech action. Um, <clears throat> when it, uh, when it came to, and when we played like Weston star Wars and some stuff like that, but when it came to the first game that I owned, I was a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. So, um, and when I saw the cover, you know, I was like, okay, this is true to the comics, which I was a big fan of. And so I got into that. I started playing that. Then we, we were like, well, I want to get this Ninjas and Super Spies book because I want to mix all the martial arts into TMNT, right? I mean, and the, 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 the similarity it's almost like just as this, you know, between a generation apart, right? Like what Pinnacle does with Savage Worlds, I think is something that Palladium was already doing, you know, what, 20 years before or whatever, when, but Kevin, you know, he was just, this is the new product, but it all fit into this, you know, rule system that was meant to be played the same way across all his games, right? Mm. So kind of the same idea, but there's no like core Palladium book, right? Um and then I got into Heroes Unlimited because I was like, wait, wait, Ninja and Super Spies is referencing Heroes Unlimited and and the different, you know, super soldiers and, you know, the, they have their own martial artist thing in there. And so I checked that out and we started playing with that as well and having fun with that. Um, and then a lot of my friends were way more into comics than I was. I'm, I like comics, but most of my friends were like, oh, you know, <laughs> we got to do supers, you know. Um, and then... Uh, so I was playing all those games and then I started seeing the advertisements for riffs. And I saw that but the first thing I remember seeing was that coalition Mark five APC with a dead boy standing in front of it. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I want it. I want it really bad. And then I saw that image um, again, another Kevin long piece of the Trix Dinobat smashing another bot. Um, and the, 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 the like, you know, gears and stuff are popping out of its head. And I was like, Oh, like, what is this? <laughs> so when riffs came, um, it was so funny. I was waiting for it. And we, you know, back then 
<clears throat> we, there weren't no interwebs. So, you know, the series of vacuum tubes hadn't been connected yet. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go to my friendly local game store, which was actually like, you know, 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes away from my house in Houston. I went to Nan's Games and Comics and I go in and they didn't have it because it had sold out. I mean, Kevin was blown away, you know, so I got a third printing, but it was right. like in the first year, right? They were, they were just having to put all these new print runs together because the game just exploded. It was huge. Mm. And so that's how I got into it. You know, a lot of people, they, they ran into that iconic cover art and were like, had to pick it up. Right. It like forced you to pick it up, but I was there. It didn't matter what had been on the cover. I wanted, I wanted to get in and find out what these robots and coalition soldiers were doing. Um, But the thing, the thing that I really stayed for, you know, and here I am 30 years later and I get to write with it, uh, and I get to to play in that sandbox with Kevin, um, and uh, it's really exciting for him to, you know, to, to he's very collaborative when we talk about updates to the lore and stuff like that because sometimes with the Risk for Savage World stuff, it's all set in one hundred nine PA. We're trying to fill in the cracks. Maybe something hasn't been written about in the game setting since what happened in one hundred five PA or one hundred two PA, and so that's been really fun. But yeah, the the story. Where you take the psionics, you take the magic, you take the demons and monsters and rifts and high technology and cybernetics. And then you say, it's not just a kitchen sink where we threw everything in this box and you get to just, you know, build whatever you want with the Tinker Toys. It's very different because there's a believable world behind it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what people are, are still wanting to play riffs for is because 30 years later, some people have been in it that long. Some people are new, but you get this feeling that there is just something that's very real underneath the, that, 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 that brings it all together in a cohesive way. And that's one of the things I really enjoyed working on this new Atlantis and the demon seas book is even though the books, some of the books were written decades apart, like Lemuria or underseas or Atlantis or really Atlantis to the, the, the Splendid Dimensional Market book, there's actually connections between all of them. So when you when you open up, Rifts fans old or new, open up um, Atlantis and the Demon Seas, they're going to see how really it's great to have these all presented together, I, I hope and I think, and that's a lot of the feedback I've gotten though. Um, you know, I'm a little biased, but, uh, <laughs> but, it, but, but it's great to see all this connected together because it really is a cohesive narrative across the world, not just individual sections of the planet. So that's what I was wondering. So that's actually good. So the content for this is going to actually be about three to four of the traditional books, right? Because I, I was going to ask, was there going to be content from like the Splend Market? And then when you start talking about that, there's the, the, the Navy that, oh, that's from, you know, and then Undersea. So this is about what, four, four original source books. So, yeah, we actually, we very unabashedly, right? We're Our intent with Rifts for Savage Worlds and these world books is not to replace the original Palladium content. We actually directly refer players back to that because you, you know, I love it when someone's like, oh, I really like Juicers. Wait, there's a Juicer Uprising book, right? And, and you know, and they can go read about all this lore for their character, right? And then other than Game Masters are like, wait, there's how many books? You know, I need to catch up, right? But um I say go go hit the stuff that's exciting for you. So in the I've got the manuscript here pulled up. I write straight in the layout. So um, it's uh, Rifts Ultimate Edition, Rifts Aftermath, Rifts Sourcebook Four Coalition Navy, Rifts Mercenaries, Rifts Worldbook Two Atlantis, Rifts Worldbook Seven Underseas, Rifts Worldbook Twenty One Splendid Dimensional Market, and Rifts Worldbook Thirty Two Lemuria are the ones that I primarily referenced, mm. and I would say are very heavily referenced in this because all of them have some piece of the puzzle that's in this book. 
That's cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of nice because it's new material, right? A whole new game system. But at the same time, you're still bringing people in to go and say, hey, go check out this library of these original Palladium books and where you can find all kinds of like story, you know, all kinds of content. NPCs, right? Right. <clears throat> Settings, right? Yeah, no, I think that's really cool because that ties it to sort of its, its, its historical roots. Right, right. And that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about working with Kevin on it is when I came to him and I said, hey, you know, we have Rift's Mercenaries book that has Ironheart armaments, right? And that gives the players, you know, as mercenary companies with a lot of original Rift's campaigns, the, the, the warships and the different vehicles they need to do a seafaring adventure. I said, but Ironheart armaments, it got kind of, they were seized by the coalition, right? And there was the Ironheart Avengers, which was a pirate group that was trying to bring back the, the company. So in this book, we actually have an update in 109PA. There's a, there's um, their successors. It's Avenger armaments. So you can go and you can buy the old Ironheart armaments production stuff along, along with a lot of new stuff that is, you know, knockoffs, well, not knockoffs, but production authorized by the new Navy for certain body armors and, and, and boats and stuff and the, or Tritonia. And so that gives the players a way to kind of navigate through the world and it updates the story in a way. And Kevin's taking notes, you know, Kevin's like, okay, great. This is riffs. So Avenger armaments, their core production facilities are in Houston. Cool. You know, um, next time that's important, I'm going to put it in a palladium riffs book. So that's, that's really cool too. Nice. So, uh, I was, you know, I guess we were wondering, um, so you've, you've tackled riffs earth very, very well. Um, are you looking at at uh, further supplements in the future, like a, like three galaxies, phase world, that that kind of uh, area? I pay them back so, the question. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you and everybody else, man. Um, no, you know because I, I I think you're right. What's rifts without rifts without dimensional portals that lead you to some crazy place in time? Um, and that's a really good question. You know, originally when the pinnacle. Uh, did all this and contracted, you know, with, with Kevin, the contract, the current contract is for Rift's Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Because those other things are all considered separate IPs. They're all separate intellectual properties. I mean, you could make, uh, you could make a whole bunch of uh, phase world movies, right? Or three galaxies movies. Um, I think that Wormwood could easily be its own movie or trilogy. Right. Um, So I think that, uh, that, that there's something really special there. Um, one of the things that uh, Kevin has become very confident with um, working with us, and, um, he, and he, again, I can refer you back to that interview that I did with him, but he's very open to the idea of other things. So that's a bit above my pay grade to say, yes, that definitely could happen or <laughs> definitely could, but um, I don't want to do that because, you know, that really in the end would be a contractual agreement between like Shane Hensley, you know, right. the president of and, and founder of Pinnacle Entertainment and Kevin Sambita, right? The the founder and owner of Palladium Books. But I will say that things like that are definitely on the table um, as a line editor, as the product line, you know, guy trying to figure that out. Um, I would say that uh, that things like that would be really exciting to be able to do. Um, and I would love to do them. One of the big things that I'd like to do, I mean, we really want to cover Earth, right? Like uh, the current book, Atlantis, was we've got, we've kind of, we're not done with North America, but we, we okay. felt like we hit all the high points for North America with the three 
192 um, page world books that I mentioned earlier, right? Um, I feel like Atlantis and the Demon Seas, this really covers, it doesn't cover everything. I, I, we could do a lot with it, right? But it's going to cover all the hardcore stuff you need to cover Atlantis, all the major factions and the different, you know, servitor races and thrall races and stuff like that, as well as, you know, the high seas and underseas content that you're going to need. Um, you know, whether it's the good guys like the new Navy or the bad guys like the Haroon pirates, um, the not Yule, right. All this different stuff, the Milu. Um, then when we're the next book, um, we have officially announced it. Um, I already have a team working with me, um, to create the South America book. So it's nice. in rifts, it's called the land of a thousand islands. So I try and make sure that the names don't sound exactly the same between the palladium and the savage world stuff. So we'll probably call it the land of a thousand islands. Um, and, and, you know, again, that's what it's called in universe. Um, after that, uh, you know, the, no promises, but I really want to hit Europe. I mean, that's some great mm. content there. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the, I love King Arthur and, and like all the, all the England stuff, all the triax stuff. I mean, I love all of it. Um, and, uh, there's a real, some really cool stuff there. And then I, I was a Chinese analyst. I'm a, I, li- I lived overseas in Taiwan for a couple of years. Uh, I have a degree in Chinese culture and history and, and language and stuff. So for me, I'd really like to have a hand in, you know, our depiction of, of Asia or, or East Asia, however that would look and what it would be called. I don't know exactly, but, you know, cover the China books and probably Japan um, and, you know, maybe uh, Australia while we're at it. Right. right. Um, because, again, we're not we're not trying to, you know, we're not remaking I mean, I, I have no interest, right? And right now, you can order or immediately download from, you know, Drive Through RPG or go at your local friendly bookstore uh, and get Rift's World Book to Atlantis. I have, I don't want to rewrite that. Like, it's yeah. great, right? So, Atlantis and the Demon Seas is more, right? It's tying all this stuff together, bringing it to Savage Worlds for fans of Savage Worlds. Um, sometimes Palladium fans will enjoy some of the mechanics, like the the Juicer's Burn mechanic, and they'll bring yeah. it over into Palladium. That's great. Do yeah. it, right? I, I hope that there's some cool stuff that you'll find in here, and you're like, I kind of like that idea. I'm going to bring that in for the Tattooed Warrior or something like that. Um, but also, we have a ton of adventure material. So the way that I structured the adventures, I hope that when you get to this section of the book that this adventure would help introduce your players to this part of the world. And then a game master can take it and run with it. Or the plot point campaign is you get involved with a slave uprising against the Slugorth. Um, and so is it easy? Is it fun? No. Like, <laughs> you know, this isn't, this isn't like, yay, the tomorrow Legion boy Scouts are here to save the world. It's, 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 it's a, a <laughs> it's a lot darker than that. But at the end of the day, like if that's where the heroes should be, is fighting oppression, even if it means that it's going to end their life um, or, 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 or even, you know, other things that aren't quite as bad. But, um, you know, I think that uh, speaking out for what's right, doing what's right, that's really important. And so, you know, sometimes that comes at a cost. And that's that I think that is reflected in this book. I don't pull any punches about the despicable nature of Atlantean society. And when I say Atlantean, I mean Slugorth. Right. Uh, society, but we also have the true Atlanteans in here. We've got the Lemurians, we've got the New Navy, the the, the Sea Titans, right? Uh, we've got the Sea Inquisitors. Uh, so you also have where you have all this darkness. That's the thing I love about Rifts. You've got this Chthonic horror, really dark stuff, right? Um, and then at the same time, Rifts gives the good guys a chance to shoot back. It's kind of like Aliens, right? Where you've got the aliens. 
a whole bunch of them. And then you've got the Marines. And sure, the Marines are going to get jacked. But at the end of the day, the good guys still have a chance to win. Right. And that's 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 for me, that's riffs, even if it's just kicking Cthulhu back out of out of our dimension for another thousand years to, to Cthulhu. It's like minor inconvenience to humanity. It's like, yes, we get to live another day. <laughs> yeah, so I can definitely I can tell you that there, there would definitely be a demand, at least from this this gamer for the uh, for a three galaxies uh, sort of conversion. Right. Because it's like, I'd love it. You, again, you just open that spectrum of, um, you know, as detailed as one world can be, why not have a thousand worlds, you know? So, right, it's sort of the endless possibility. But having that architecture, I think, for myself, that would be awesome to have that architecture to take that and move into that. And as far as, like, breaching out to, like, Europe, like, I really enjoyed um, sort of, like, the the Russia book, right? Sort of mm-hmm. these, like, where oh, I definitely, yeah. there, there is such untapped potential, you know, as detailed as North America is. You know, moving that kind of concept over to somewhere like China and Japan or Russia, they've got their own lore, their own, you know, stories, their own. Right. And, you, you know, you could weave just as deep a um, a following and uh, from players and story in those regions of the world. So I think that's really cool. I, I agree. I That's why I love riffs. Right. Um, as a fan, I've always loved riffs and will always love riffs. Um, and I love telling stories in it because it doesn't pull its punches. You know, good guys are good guys. Bad guys are bad. And it's great when you can defeat them. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's one of the, that's that I definitely agree with you. You know, each of these books that we come out with, I think that people could play entire campaigns in Atlantis, entire campaigns in South America, entire mm-hmm. campaigns in the New West. And I hope that, that we're bringing you the Game Masters, the material they need in combination with the original palladium books which are still in print i mean you know it's 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 currently being developed new supplements for riffs are being released by palladium books right so again this is we're this is all meant to dovetail and kind of like people like that old riffs aftermath book because it caught everybody up to 109 pa that's kind of the idea with the riffs for savage worlds books is that all of them when you get this it's kind of going to form a snapshot of the world circa 109 pa so you can kind of see where everything is when we hopefully when we get done, right? You'll see where everything is, and it's a nice cohesive whole brought up to that one level um, before you move on and or do something different with your campaign, right? I mean, that's the other thing about riffs is it's your campaign. You know, I've heard about people doing a steampunk coalition. Cool, man, that sounds fun, right? Like, where do I sign up to join in on that campaign, right? So um, I want to see your write-ups, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of really deep deep material here that we can do for years and years to come. One of the great things about Savage Worlds is we do have the companion books. And um, if one, if you want to get going as soon as possible, one of the things I will suggest, or for any Rifts fan of Rifts for Savage Worlds, um, there is the vehicle guide. And one of the, that I, I primarily, I wrote that. Um, and, uh, and so, it, but it was from the lessons learned about, okay, how do we make sure that there's this nice, clean transition, right, between infantry to tanks to dragons and starships and battleships right so that is a an ex, a mathematical love letter to that expression <laughs> i guess you could say where you can take these and it's not it's not it's not like the science fiction campaign where you have build rules it's where you are able to go and you're gonna say okay this is this is what the stats for a battleship of this size would be or a cruiser or a, you know um a futuristic airplane or uh a, you know an ancient you know, wooden wagon, right? I mean, you can use it for all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, just kind of attach guns and, and, and sensor systems as needed. And at the back of the of, of the of the uh, pamphlet 
or I, I don't know what it's called, like PDF, right? The supplement. Uh, we give you a lot of ex examples um, on how to do that, you know, how to create, you know, uh, your doom star that could blow up a planet, you know, or how to do, you know, this or that, um, you know, your, your galactic exploration vessel with an intrepid crew. Um, but uh, in addition to that, so I'd say if you want, if you really want to dig into stuff like that, and just as any Rift Game Master, where, because I had my guys, we rolled randomly for a Rift, and they randomly showed up in an alternate timeline of eight, the 1800s, where Cthulhu was fighting the French in Louisiana. It, it was just nuts, right? And we had a blast. <laughs> but something like this could help you be like, okay, well, what do I, how do I, you know, if, if Napoleon made an armored wagon, what would that look like, right? Um, but... You can get that. The other thing is that um, the sci-fi companion, the fantasy companion, the horror companion, right? These are all, the commands are really important. If you want to do uh, the three galaxies and phase world, I would say uh, pick up the sci-fi companion. Um, now, the companions are all in development, right? Uh, we don't have any specific release, date, release dates for any of those. Although I think they did announce that... Uh, the Supers Companion was the next one coming to Kickstarter, but I could be wrong. Don't cut my hands off or hate me if I got that one wrong, <laughs> um, because I'm kind of like head down in, in the Rift's Kickstarter. Yeah. But uh, I will say that um, I have, you know, been there to help give sanity tests and or and or maybe be more involved with some things to make sure that it is all compatible. Right. That Rift's for Savage Worlds is Savage Worlds and all the stuff should work very well and place play well together. Um, although I'd say if you're going to throw monsters at your heroes, just that level of gear that, that a lot of rifts players, like you said, they out the gate, you're a glitter boy out the gate. You're right. a cyber knight out the gate. You're a juicer, right? Um, you know, usually in savage worlds, players don't walk out with anti tank weaponry, right? Just out the gate, but rifts does. So you have to keep that consideration in mind. If you're say taking something like, uh, deadlands, the last, you know, um, uh, you know, or the last parsec and bring it into rifts. Um, one of the great things that you might like is in the new tomorrow Legion players guide update. Um, in the revised edition, I have an entire section, like a whole sidebar about how to take characters from other savage worlds properties and bring them into rifts for savage worlds so that they can, you know, stand there and, and stand up and adventure with, with rifts level heroes. So that make is an image. Yeah. Make it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, all right, well, uh, oh, yeah, good, Nathan. Yeah, so I was say, um, uh, coming up on the hour here, I, I just wanted to say that, that uh, we've been following this, this Kickstarter. And how many days do you have left? Uh, let me look. We've got, um, we have seven days to go, so we're about halfway through right now. And, and yeah, and you've got tons of support. Uh, what, around 1,300 backers now? So people are really yeah, we're almost falling to 1300. behind us. That's amazing. Um, it's been great. Yeah. Are there any uh, stretch goals that are still out there for, for uh, people to meet? So we're calling this a booster campaign. It's a little different. We don't have stretch goals. Okay. Um, with this one, we had a lot of stuff that we wanted to release and get to the fans. So mm -hmm. we just kind of did that. <laughs> so I think if you take a look at it, really, you could say, oh, well, they could offer this as a stretch goal or that as a stretch mm -hmm. goal. Well, we just put it all out there. Um, and mm -hmm. I know that that's not quite as exciting. But as, for me at least, that helps keep me a little more sane. Um, we do have some other things. Um, we've been doing a lot of different... Uh, I've been doing interviews. We've been releasing free adventure material. Um, we have an actual play, a live actual play that's going to be happening on um, on tomorrow, on Wednesday evening. 
Um, so we're going to be putting stuff out about that. Um, and there's something else that uh, is exciting that I don't I don't have the official release for it yet. But some people might look at it as, you know, a they, we could eat again. People would be like, oh, that's stretch goal worthy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That we're going to announce that we're like, hey, we just there's this one little thing that we want to add to this that we think people will be really excited about. But just for our sanity and for the pace of the Kickstarter, um, we we, we decided to, to go the booster route. And uh, so far, it doesn't seem like it's hurting anything because people are really excited. We've got yeah. lots of backers. It's a very small, I mean, compared to like offering, you know, three new 200 page books or, you know, a, a set, including like, you know, the, the, the revised version of the three, the three new books, the Tomorrow Legion field manual with, you know, stuff brought up to suede, you know, that's like a thousand pages of material. Um, and yet this is still going really well. We really appreciate everyone's, uh, that's backing it. We, I, uh, we, we added this palladium fan level, but I, I noticed a lot of palladium fans are just going the full, if you're the full in the full Monty is called the true Atlantean. So we've got a lot of people that are just going, well, I just went and did the true Atlantean. And I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> like, because awesome. you know, that, that the word's kind of starting to get out that, you know, in our, the way that we write adventure material for, for, for Savage Worlds, for Risk for Savage Worlds is, you know, do a chase scene here. What does that mean? Do a few skill checks, right? That's exciting. Um, do, you know, you defuse a bomb. Well, playing players know how to do that. We don't need to tell them how to do that. Um, or, hey, they face, you know, three wild vampires or two Samus, you know, coalition Samus pilots, right? I mean, you can just go reference the, the Palladium books instead of the Savage Worlds books. The adventure material is, 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 is eminently playable and usable, by by palladium fans so that's one of the things that has surprised me is how willing a lot of them are now to 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 come in and and and, and enjoy you know playing in the sandbox with us too so well Great. sean i really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and, and talk about uh, lance rising and, and reminisce about uh old refs games it's been it's been super fun um is there any final remarks uh, from matt or sean I'll just say I I really appreciate everybody that's backing um, our projects and um, the amount of of loyalty and love they've shown us. You know, Pinnacle, like Palladium, Pinnacle is a small family run business. And and even though I'm not related to any of the other, you know, Pinnacle folks or anything like that or anybody at Palladium, but that's what it really feels like. And that's it's it's really positive experience to be working with such a great uh, group of people and also to be experiencing this with the fans as a fan you know to be experiencing it with the fans um and uh yeah i just i can't i can't thank y'all enough because you allow us to to keep putting out cool stuff and, and having more games and the the favorite thing i hear is when people say uh, we haven't played riffs in 20 years because everyone's schedules got so busy but now with the virtual tabletop support and with you know and the savage world's rules are so quick and easy to use we're playing again and to me that's the ultimate that's the ultimate thing to hear as, as a writer and a designer of, of a property like this, right. Um, is, is, you know, being involved with this is just to hear people are gaming again that weren't able to game for whatever reason. So that's, that's, that's my favorite thing. I, I just want to put that out there. I, I appreciate everybody sharing that with us. That's great. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on with us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Let me know. All right, that wraps up uh, this installment of Between Two GMs. Uh, thanks for sh- uh, to Sean for joining us today, and folks, get out there and and support uh, Atlantis Rising. I can't wait to uh, play it at our table. Thank you. Thank you.